As always, I start by talking a little bit about what in the heck is Valerie and Company? That's my company. We do leadership development work. It's as simple as that. I love doing workshops in companies in all aspects of becoming an authentic, better leader for yourself, for your team, and for your organization. So that's a little bit about me and my company. Now, I want to thank our sponsors, two of them today. First, Betty Ryder Boutique in Preston Center. Love the clothes she allows me to wear, like this one, which I feel so sophisticated in. It has a red door when you go in, Betty Ryder Boutique Preston Center. And secondly, a fabulous handbag designer called Stephanie Taylor Handbags. These are made in Italy and Spain. They're gorgeous. I have one today. I love this style. I don't know if you can see it, I hope. And it's uh, yummy. I mean, it's just buttery, soft. Go to Stephanie Taylor Handbags. And you can find her on Instagram at Shop Stephanie Taylor. Okay. Have you ever met a medical physicist? <laughs> well, and my guest today is just that. He's brilliant. Don't get a big head. He's gifted. And he's using his knowledge now in the healthcare industry. So stay tuned. Welcome to our podcast, Doing It Right. This podcast reveals authentic stories from successful leaders doing it right. It's about their journey to become a leader, their choices, motivations, and lessons. In essence, how they built successful personal brands. Your host is Valerie Sokolowski, author of eight leadership books and nationally known as an authority on executive presence and personal branding. Let's get started. Here's Valerie. John, I want to welcome you to the show, sir. Thanks, Valerie. <laughs> oh, and that is a grip. Let's do that again. Wow. <laughs> she has one, too. John, would you talk to us about what is a medical physicist? A medical physicist is essentially a medical imaging specialist. We, uh, in all aspects of medical imaging, whether it's uh, MRI, CT, X-ray, mammography, nuclear medicine, if you're undergoing treatment for cancer or uh, diagnostic uh, uh, research, you have some type of radiation or yeah. some some way shape or form some type of radiation that's making an image and uh, we are um, well trained to analyze those images and, and make sure you're getting the least amount of radiation for the best picture and that the image quality is good enough to be your um, diagnostic mm -hmm. well, your diagnosis is good right so. Well, what's the difference then when I go in and I've had many x-rays, I'm sure our audience has too. How would I know if I'm being x-rayed by, by this kind of a machine? That's a great question. Uh, you want to go to a reputable location. Well, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Uh, I mean, are most of them today most as of such? Me yeah. The, the Texas has a medical, uh, passed the Medical Physics Act uh, decades ago, and uh, mm -hmm. we are... Uh, required to do certain inspections. Uh, mm -hmm. Anything that's uh, fluoroscopy or CT, we have looked at the machine. Um, mammography has run is run by the FDA, but also, um, I guess, watched over by the state of Texas because they're in agreement. Um, the MRIs are not governed, but we test those regularly. The Anything that puts out radiation is somehow monitored by us. It has to be tested by a medical physicist or under the direct supervision 
of a medical physicist. And we've made uh, a great impact. I, I feel we've made a great impact on, on image quality throughout the state of Texas. I've never talked to a medical physicist. I'm very intimidated, <laughs> but I won't because you're such a nice guy. Well, you wouldn't let me feel the bag, so I can't. Oh, I will later. <laughs> John, uh, also, you you were, with with your expertise, you told me a story I thought was fascinating about being on a submarine. Right. You were not in the service on in, the submarine? Or I was you in the service. We were, I was enlisted uh, E6 in the Navy. Thank and, you uh, for your service. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate uh-huh. you very welcome. Seriously. It's a pleasure. Uh, my father was. It's kind of a tradition to join through there. So it's, it's, been, it's been fantastic. Uh, and they did a great job for us. They, they, gave me the, they gave me the background. And many of the friends I've known through the Navy have gone into medical physics, health physics, the nuclear industry um, in, in, in various forms. The, the, the military was, was, was very good and instrumental in, in building character, building... Um, Building, building. I, I want to say with the character, they really built your mm-hmm, character. Mm-hmm. Get the job done. Do it right. Make sure you're not serving yourself. You're serving everybody else. And uh, we've carried that through. Uh, most of us have carried it through for for all our careers. You know, it's interesting. You talked about what the military does. I've often thought, in a way, I don't want to send anybody to the war, but what the military teaches and the discipline. Has, has served many people very well. It really has. And all of you talk and, and brag about that, which is, <laughs> which is great. What were you doing in the submarine? Uh, we were nuclear power plant operators. Uh, we operated the nuclear power plant, the engine room, the propulsion system for the, uh, for the submarine. And um, we made sure any past a certain point in the submarine that no radiation or anything get by there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we monitored uh, safety. Uh, we made sure the nuclear power plant was in, um, had high integrity. It wasn't broken in any way, shape, or form. The radioactive water stayed from the non-radioactive water, and we maintained the chemistry to keep it that way. And we uh, we did a we did what the military called on us to do. I'm sure you did. <laughs> Without a question. <laughs> so you are now president. I am. Of? Radcom Associates. Uh, we are the largest medical physics group in Texas, uh, to best of our knowledge. Um, and uh, we started out many years ago. I, I joined in 2000. Mm-hmm. And uh, I met a friend of mine working at downtown Baylor, Lyle Wilson, and I, we began working on the company. We had a couple people already in it, Valerie Foreman and uh, uh, Chuck Lazar, and, and we began building the company, and uh, I became a partner. Um, so Lyle and I both built the company from where it was to 2020. At the time, we were the largest group in Texas, and then we were purchased by Apex Physics Partners, hmm. and we have uh, expanded our uh, influence all the way from Ohio down to uh, through Maryland and Florida and Hawaii and Alabama. So we're the now the largest medical physics, physics company in, in, in the United States. And again, best of my knowledge is uh, that was That's what I've been told. So I'm not looking at the numbers, but we are. So interesting. Uh, Who would have, fun. I mean, it, it's just an interesting topic. I would have never had I not met you, um, even thought about the kind of x-ray I have done when I have them done. I'm curious, what 
what got you into this? How did you, how did you become what you are? I, Tell uh, us your journey. Well, I went through uh, go, going through the military and get the training as a, the nuclear power plant operator and, and being safe around radioactive materials and being conscious, not not fearful, but conscious and respectful of radiation, mm-hmm. keeping it where it is, minimizing your exposure, um, and we. We took that out of the military in a school. I started out as a nuclear engineer, okay. um, and I saw this caveat into health physics. So I got a degree in radiation health engineering at Texas A&M, followed by a master's in health physics. Uh, I had some great instructors, and they kept you energized. Wesley Bolch, John Poston, uh, and a lot of great friends that came out of there all in medical physics because after health physics, I was introduced to medical physics by a gentleman named Wayne Rytrowski in San Antonio, and Wayne... Uh, directed me into medical physics. and uh, How did he do that? Um, <laughs> there, there's a, uh, it, it was kind of a, a ribbing more than anything else because health physicists and medical physicists, oh, we're better than them. And uh, I, I didn't, <laughs> it was kind of funny. He kept talking me into it. I said, I, I wanted to go see what they did. And mm-hmm. it turned out that this was more down my alley than the health physics. Uh, but the health physicist and a medical physicist do a lot of the same same mm-hmm. work and highly respectful. They're they're amazing, amazingly educated kids, and uh, I call them kids because anybody younger than me is a kid. <laughs> uh, right. They they uh, they're all board certified. We go through rigorous testing after our degrees. Or we have to get a residency now. We have to be three years in in a service, and we in service of medical physics to get the board certifications. Then you take part one, part two, and part uh, part one A and B, part two. So there's three three exams you have to take. Um, and then hmm. you have to maintain your, your qualification, un- not unlike a doctor. Mm-hmm. So it was fun to just lead our way into this and, and uh, stumbling into it. I, I don't know if, hmm. you, did you, do you have the job now that you, you were going to do the first time, the first job you had? Absolutely, was John. I knew when I was six years old, I'd be doing exactly what I'm right doing. right here doing podcasts. Right, right, right. No, no, I think you bring up right. a good point because whatever industry one is in and how many guests I've had. I think you're number 161 or two now, John, five years worth. And I I always ask that question. Did you, when did you know you were going to end up doing what you're doing? I don't know. We should do research maybe on that. What percentage of people know right away that they, not too many probably. My daughter has came out of the uterus with a stethoscope on she knew she was gonna be a doctor my son has bounced around i bounced around i mean some people know and 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 some people don't what the what the impetus is i i don't know but she's uh, my daughter's out of playing in uh, out of harvard medical school and she's finishing up her years up there my son's working with epic medical systems i mean but that's it's in their genes never idea never, no, no idea what they want to do and they just uh-huh. fell into it but my daughter was different she drove all the way through medical school so i was like okay but now what field wow. you know and that's so there's there your choices i think everybody has choices you get all the tools and then you 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 work your you work your life you mm-hmm. you have all the tools to work something you work and then life. you go get it no i the only thing i taught my kids is never sit down and and let things come to you you have to go get them you can't wait for it to come to you you keep walking forward and you're going to be guided eventually where you want to go I love that, which leads to we we uh, always ask what people's top takeaways are in your life, and one of them you said is kind of this: a clear objective is a start by which to steer. Right. Uh, you, you you pick the you know, being in 
being mm-hmm. a Navy guy, right? Yeah. You pick your star, you sail your ship toward a star. So the, the, the captain of the ship has to have a, have a, have a clear understanding of where you're going. Mm-hmm. Um, I think once you define that, then you, you build the milestones, you build the modules that will get you there. And I like that. I think the, the also the big thing about leadership is is leadership and management. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Gehring was a commander on my submarine, and he has. Uh, I, I hated working with that guy. I I I I I'd say what we actually called him is his name is <laughs> Thomas A. Gehring. Okay. Tag, but we we filled in the blanks with different names, um, and uh, I, I I literally talked to him before I came on the podcast. So he was laughing. Uh, but he wrote a series of books on management. Um, but Tom Gehring is a uh, great guy. He's a fantastic commander. But it was his big takeaway from the series of books he wrote mm-hmm. was to you had to be the leader and you had to be the manager. They're not the same. No. And you have to be able to flip back and forth to both of them in order to be in charge. A manager also has to learn how to do that, but they go the other way from manager to leader, manager, leader. What whatever their job is, so uh, I, I think it was it was it was good to to get that goal and then put the pieces together. Um, I kind of fell into the leadership, so it was. I didn't get that formal training I, I really wanted, but I was exposed to it the whole time through the military and then through this job, and uh, it, it's been it's been absolutely uh, engaging to to move the ship forward yourself. That's uh, a great. That's a great journey. But we that's don't do a great it journey, right? Well, yes, we all have about to. The people. It is all. You've said that so many all times. About the people. Personally, it's all about yeah. the people. You don't have to be the smartest guy in the room. You surround yourself with the best of people, and we. And that was one of your takeaways comp. too. That's right. Yes. <laughs> right. It's a. Uh, uh, it, it's it's get the best people around you, and we've got people that share the same vision. Um, we've had a core group of people in our company for, for 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 decades, two decades, three decades. And we've been also raising physicists. We've been we started a residency program, and they're becoming physicists. And we try to impart to them what it took to build the company, what it takes to maintain client relations, and first and foremost, it's professionalism and level of knowledge. And then it's to hold the client is showing them that we're not just there to pick up a ticket. We're here because we're interested in bringing Radcom along as the primary and the premier program for medical physics and I think I think we can do that how would I know how would a child uh, uh, not a child but let's say a, a young person 13 ish mm-hmm. that maybe is already thinking about what they might want to do I mean how would someone know that this this title might be something they would be interested in what what skills I guess I'm asking mm-hmm. what competencies what skills what do you have about you that you were gifted with that has allowed you to be successful? I was let out of prison early. <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, uh, and they threw all the warrants away. I'm, 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 I feel like I started clean. Uh, no, I, I think uh, uh, to, to be medical physics and what we have is, is a, a deep desire to serve people. Uh, I think uh, anybody can, anybody can, I can teach anybody to do this. I really can. It's to be a technologist, but to be a physicist is to also take on the clear understanding of what we're doing. And when things go wrong, how do we, how do we address those? How do we fix those? Mm-hmm. Everything's fine until something goes wrong. And they need to call the people to fix when things are wrong. 
And we have a slew of people that can do that now. And they're far smarter than I am, but, but they work with us to, to, to get there. I know math and physics and understanding systems, relationships, um, mm -hmm. both personal and, and mechanical, uh, how do these systems all work together to, to make an X-ray, to make a, a CT work, to make an MRI, an image of my God, MRIs, that, mm -hmm. the, you know, crazy. All of a sudden there's, it's not radiation, but it's making a picture. It's kind of weird. It's, you know, mm -hmm. So you, you have a tendency to understand, you have to understand magnetism, uh, X-ray production, uh, and it's not difficult if you have a curious mind. I think if you truly want to understand how things work, an engineering field is great for you. This one is just really kind of special and tucked in there. That's a good answer. I like that. Thanks. Wonder how many people listening. Let me know, audience, if you've heard this and you decide you want to be one like John. <laughs> okay, I have a question. What's your morning routine like? Oh, <laughs> up at what, 12? No, uh, we... Uh, our morning routine. Um, Yours. My Yours. morning routine. As soon as I get up, uh, we get up around 6 a.m. And uh, first thing I do is go make my wife a cup of coffee. Aww. She gets her she gets her latte every morning. Uh, we have a Nespresso machine, which I love. Uh, we have a uh, make her a latte. And uh, right now, she had an accident. She's hurt her wrist and her back a little bit. She got bucked off a horse. So I cut up her fruit for her, uh, her daily routine. But we take care of each other in the morning, uh, making sure that we we make you know good progress to getting going. Mm -hmm. And just to get going, uh, have a little breakfast, and, and then uh, I say goodbye and see her in the evening. That's very uh, kind. She's a, tell us about your well, wife. She's a great lady. Uh, her name is Jane Sadler, uh -huh. uh, Dr. Jane Sadler. She's a, a family go. practice concierge with Signature Medicine. Uh, in, uh, she's working out of Baylor Plano. Um, has a fantastic group out there, Peter Stack, and uh, so many other physicians that are around the area that are lumped together in providing concierge medical service. Um, she is a, she has, she's a life support system for a heart. She takes care of people. She hmm. has a heart that big and she wants to treat people like they need to be treated in medical system, which kind of hard to find now. You, you have your 15 minute, six minute slot, seven right. minute slot, yes. but being concierge, you can you, take you can, time, you take your time. Yeah. The way it used to be, right? The way it used to be. Oh, yeah. that's good. Some Anyhow. things are some things are good the way they used to be. Some things we're some glad things they aren't change. the way they used to be. <laughs> like right? Leadership got to change. <laughs> so. You know, I, I I'd like to know who the influential people in your life have been. Give us three, uh, three people, and um, and it can be someone you really don't even know. Who do you look to for inspiration? I for guidance. My rules. Um, can I say suck? Is that allowed on the radio? You just said it. It's okay. fine. Just wanted to make sure I have to cut it out. <laughs> but my rules are terrible. Uh, I, I, uh, I, my guiding light is Jesus Christ. We, God, Jesus Christ, and, and, and the Holy Spirit. They they work deep in my life. Um, uh, the second one I think originally was my father. Uh, he is a, um, a career army colonel, and um, he passed away uh, about uh, nine years ago, ten years ago. Mm. Uh, an amazing man who worked himself up from the list of ranks to the uh, military, and he's taken bullets and mm, shrapnel, and uh, he's, he's been an amazing gentleman. But he uh, he was my 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 push, my 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 guide, my mm -hmm. my hero. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the third person has been Jane, really the most influential. I've known her longer than. I haven't known her now, and we celebrated our 30th anniversary together. Oh, congratulations. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, we had a great party. Should have been there. Um, but we, we have a uh, – she has she has a better grounding on 
empathy than I did, and I'm learning from her, uh, and I apply that to work also. That's a, one of the great principles is it's all about the people. We always talk about that. You can't say that enough, no, John. No, really, it's, it's no. crazy. I, um, I'm curious about um, if you could be a character in a movie or a television show, what would you? What would your character be? Uh, Clint Eastwood. Ah, <laughs> boy, nail that. Clint Just Eastwood, right John Wayne, Chuck Norris. Okay. I, you let, feel that sense of justice? Get out uh. there and go do it, right? And uh, uh, you know, <laughs> fight the current. Go ahead, go against the current, and uh, do the right thing. You know, uh, we do it we, right. And, and you know what? There's a there's a cost, right? There's a cost in doing that. You you want to do the right thing, and it might cost you, but. I teach that to our people all the time. You messed up or you saw something that was wrong. Mm -hmm. You either go fix it yourself because you messed it up or you see something's wrong. You may lose a client because you're pointing out that they're doing something wrong and you really need to fix this and it may cost you somebody, but you did the right thing. You go home that night and you sleep. You sleep very well and you, you sleep with a clean conscience. You realize you've made it better then, then you left. It's like Boy Scouts. You show up at campsite. Mm-hmm. You want to leave a campsite cleaner than when you got there. You want to make things better than when you left. So my whole goal in a couple years when I retire, uh, my, might be a couple years, might be three, four, who knows. But when I retire, I want to have left Radcom in a, in a better shape than when we started. And I think we're well on our way doing that. And I think it's... Um, uh, I believe that. Lyle Wilson's been amazing. He's been great guidance for me and... Uh, 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 we have uh, great people up at Apex, uh, the parent company. There are other leaders of, of great companies, too, that, that we have joined together. Uh, and I, I draw from them all the time. Amazing people. And that's a wonderful, uh, a wonderful kudo to both the people right. and the company, which goes to culture. And you. Thank you. Because you found me. Thank you. <laughs> I did. I'm not going to let you go. I'm going to ask you one final question. Yes, ma'am. If there were a question that you would want me to ask, what would it be? Hmm, that's a good one. You have a lot of guests, and I'm like mm-hmm. 160 something. Mm-hmm. Um, you've done a lot of interviews. What stands out to be a common for what you're doing? What, what's a what's a common trait that you see among your favorite guests that works for a a large population out of your guests? Mm-hmm. What, what is what is that one quality that you seem to see as a uh, thread? A thread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can tell you instantly, authenticity. Authenticity. Oh, I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> no, you're here for a reason. Authenticity. That's a, that's a, that's a that's an interesting one. Yeah. Well, and it came from it, and that's the whole reason for audiences watching the show, and for me even having a show. I think the message needs to get out over and over and over again that as you are climbing, and I'm talking to the audience now, your ladder of success, whatever that is, whether it's in a company, whether you own the company, whether it's being an entrepreneur, or whether you are um, within the company at any rank, as long as you stay who you are, meaning authenticity, You'll do well because you have gifts and strengths and talents that nobody else has. And how do I know that? Because I always say in a keynote speech, everybody hold up your thumb. 
Does anybody else have a thumbprint <laughs> like yours? The answer is no, which I think is totally amazing and true. And therefore, look within and realize what you're about. And if you own who you are, then you'll better recognize what you're about. And then you can externally exude those gifts and those competencies. Right. So does that answer the question? It does. It's always, you know, always tell the truth because you never have to remember all the lies. The lies. <laughs> that is so true. This has been really interesting. And I told my husband this morning, I, I will try not to be intimidate, intimidated by this very brilliant gentleman who's also very authentic. Thank, Thank you, you for being on the show. Valerie, I appreciate John. it. Thank you very this much. This is great. Now stay tuned because you know I always have a Valerieism, and uh, here it is for today. To become wiser, try new things like AI. Hmm, try it. It's interesting. Travel. Many of you know I just got back from a fabulous gift, in, uh, trip in Italy. Travel. Travel even outside your, your community. I have a relative, this is so interesting, John. I have a relative who, before they moved to another state because they kind of had to, had never been outside the community, really. And there's a world out there, travel. Talk to foreigners. People who are from other countries, right? You're laughing. Why? Yeah, well, well, we, well, I, I, we, we pushed our kids out. We traveled so much, and now we can't get them home. Ah, there you go. They're going to England. They're, they're, he's traveling with Epic. It's he's bouncing around. And they're, yeah. they're so adept at it, and they meet so many people. We speak a couple languages. We speak. Uh, we pick up things all the way from different customs. And Isn't that awesome? you bring them in. We cook differently now because we met See? new people. That's a lot and of fun. Thank you for that because that's the whole point. Yeah. Get outside of your own little environment. I would challenge you to do that. And that wraps up the show today. I want to thank again John for being on the show and for you staying tuned. And until right. next time, just keep doing it right. Bye for now. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. To receive Valerie's voice, free monthly leadership tips, and to learn more about her leadership programs and coaching, visit her website, ValerieAndCompany.com. Next week, we'll be here again to inspire, engage, and equip you with teachable points of view from successful leaders who have been doing it right. Until then, lead authentically.